Welcome. I am Dr. Douglas Peak, and I am your Salty Pastor. Now, the purpose of the Salty Pastor podcast is to help you grow in your faith with two 30-minute podcasts each week. The first one drops on a Tuesday and focuses on teaching you the Bible, what it says and what it means. The second drops on a Thursday of the same week, and it focuses on how to take the biblical principles we discussed on Tuesday and apply them to the real-world situations. Finally, the sermon on the following Sunday encapsulates what was discussed on The Salty Pastor. Now, people are using The Salty Pastor podcast to grow in their faith in a tangible, easy-to-format way. The Salty Pastor is not designed to tell people what to think, what to wear, what music to listen to, or what dietary habits they should have. It is designed to help you think for yourself. Grow your faith so you develop strength, courage, confidence while navigating this life. Now, these special episodes are designed to help you get the most out of the Salty Pastor and jump into the current podcasts without having to go back and listen to a hundred episodes in order to catch up. These specials cover basic ideologies that I often reference or have discussed at length in the past. So by listening to these specials, you are ready to dive headlong into the Salty Pastor podcast and watch your faith grow. So this special today focuses on critical race theory. Now, if you listen to the news or even mildly follow politics, then you've heard of critical race theory. Also, as with any new idea, it creates its own language and vocabulary. So if you've ever heard the terms white privilege, systemic racism, equity, intersectionality, then you've been exposed to critical race theory. Now, I often refer to this ideology in the course of the Salty Pastor podcast. Therefore, I would like to give you a basic understanding in 15 to 20 minutes on what exactly is critical race theory in order to bring you up to speed. So let's start with where it comes from. Now, Karl Marx was an intellectual and a political philosopher. He wrote a number of different things, and his political philosophy did evolve over time. But what he is most famous for is the Communist Manifesto. This was the political theory adopted by the Bolsheviks, led by Lenin, in Russia. Now, after World War I, Germany was completely destroyed economically. The Treaty of Versailles attempted to stop Germany from ever becoming a world power again. In Frankfurt, at the university, there was a group of intellectuals who adopted Karl Marx's communist ideology with a twist. They believed its implementation was just too rigid. So they became known as the Frankfurt School of Social Theory. Now back to the Nazis. When the Third Reich came to power in 1933, the Frankfurt School of Social Theory left Germany and immigrated to the United States because the Nazis were very opposed to any Marxist ideology. They found a home 
at Columbia University in New York City. Now, after World War II, the Cold War started with the communists. Therefore, this ideology was never described accurately because of the negative connotation of the word communism. So using a postmodern philosophical tactic, they just simply changed the language. Now, after World War II, it's also important to note that the GI Bill was a boom for institutions of higher learning. It was these two decades, 20, maybe 30 years, where the Frankfurt School of Social Theory slowly migrated to all of the Ivy League universities. And it was in this place, these universities, where it took root and has flourished ever since. Let me give you a few specifics. Derek Albert Bell Jr. was born November 6, 1930, and he died October 5th, 2011, was a lawyer and civil rights activist. In 1971, he became the first black tenured law professor at Harvard. And his theory that he propagated was critical race theory. They call him the father of critical race theory. Now, about two decades later, Richard Delgado and Gene Stefanczyk wrote a book titled Critical Race Theory. They actually put the name right out there. In this work, he took the principles, and she as well, of the Frankfurt School of Social Theory, which is Marxist ideology, and they applied it to America. Instead of class distinctions based on your economics, they used ethnic distinctions. Now, his and her work slowly gained popularity. And then in 2015, a professor at Boston U by the name of Abram X. Kendi wrote a book titled How to Be an Anti-Racist. And in his book, he advocated that racism is everything in America and the world. Later comes Robin D'Angelo. She was a professor who wrote a book titled White Fragility. Now, these are the books that are primarily used today in propagation of critical race theory. What it believes and teaches is this. First of all, just like Marx, critical race theory states that everyone is a part of a group or class, you might call it a tribe, but unlike Marx, the class or group or tribe you are a part of depends on your ethnicity or your skin color. Marx, on one hand, advocated that there were basically two classes, the proletariat consisting of the working or labor class and the bourgeoisie was the management class or the people with the wealth. Critical race theory is based on the Frankfurt School of Social Theory, which states that there are many classes, but these classes are based on ethnicity, gender, and even sexual orientation. Each group is then ranked in a hierarchy, top to bottom. Now, the top class is always the oppressor class, and all other classes, whatever group you're a part of, are being oppressed by the top class, whether you know it or not. You see, the top class is oppressing all the other classes because of its position. This class is defined as white heterosexual males. Now, white heterosexual women or females can also be considered to be a part of this 
oppressive class. Therefore, what critical race theory does in practice is it reduces every human being to the lowest denominator in their life. Let me give you an example. If your car breaks down in a part of an unfamiliar town, so you get out to go find some help. You're knocking on doors. Suddenly, five black teenagers spill out of a doorway. Now, does it matter to you whether they are coming from a Bible study or a gang meeting? Well, the point is that it makes a huge difference where they are coming from because it is their heart. It is their character who they believe themselves to be that matters the most, not what skin color they are. Now, let's keep going. Delgado writes in his book the following quote, Critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, and that basically means that all human beings are created equal. Legal reasoning basically means everybody has the same access to justice and it should be applied equally. The next thing he says, enlightenment rationalism and the neutral principles of constitutional law. That last part is significant. He states there is no neutrality in justice or constitutional law. Therefore, the Constitution is invalid. And the goal of justice in critical race theory is not to do what is right or protect the rights of everyone. The goal of justice in critical race theory is to create what they deem equity. And this is another way of saying an equal outcome. Now, Priscilla Ocean, or Oaken, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's the law professor at Loyola School of Law, pretty prestigious law school. And she writes the following. Critical race theory ultimately is calling for a society that is egalitarian. That's a very important word to understand, egalitarian. This means everyone must be equally the same. This is the exact expressed goal of Marxism. Let's move on to Ibram X. Kendi writes in his book that America was set up as a white supremacist system and must be torn down completely before equity or egalitarianism can be achieved. Now remember, equity is the same. He advocates the tearing down of the government. He advocates the tearing down of our economy, the banking system, the food supply system, because all of these things are innately evil. Now you would ask, well, why are they evil? Well, they are evil, according to him, because white people created them. And therefore, they are designed to oppress anyone who is not white. Another professor and author by the name of Stephen Sawchuck, writing for Edweek, states the following. Critical race theory emerged out of postmodernist thought, which tends to be skeptical of the idea of universal values, objective knowledge, individual merit, enlightenment rationalism, and liberalism. Tenets that conservatives tend to hold dear. Now, this Theory believes things like math and science are oppressive things because as postmodernism teaches, there is no objective truth. 
This theory teaches if you apply yourself and work hard, then you should not be rewarded any more than those who don't work hard or even work at all. Kendi goes on to state, every policy in every institution, in every community, in every nation is producing or sustaining either racial inequity or equity between racial groups. That's a very important statement because what he is saying is that what you do as an individual is completely irrelevant if the group you are identified with does not have an equal outcome. And if the outcome isn't equal, then guess what? It's a racist system. Now, this is in direct support and advocation of the goals of Marxism that works out into everyday life titled communism. So critical race theory is not hard to understand at all. It believes everyone is a part of a group based on their ethnicity. All society is structured around these groups. If one group performs differently than another ethnic group, then it's due to racism. Since America was started by white heterosexual males, they are the oppressors of all the other groups. Now, the only way to have a society that is equitable, we must remove the free market economy, the free choices of individuals, merit-based rewards. This means if you work harder than someone else, if you show up early and stay late and work overtime, or maybe you're even better at doing something than somebody else, that doesn't matter. It should all be equitable. Finally, critical race theory believes the building block of a society cannot be the nuclear family. This is why the nuclear family must be undermined and removed. Critical race theory is designed to destabilize society in order to invoke a revolution, to create social unrest, to create division, to create hatred of people who don't look like you. In order that people will allow the massive social change critical race theorists wish to bring about. Now, in essence, all critical race theory is attempting to do is exactly what Lenin did in Russia in order to establish a new society built around Marxist ideas, and that is to destroy. It is important to know and understand these principles if you're going to learn to think for yourself and grow your faith. One final note. Don't be surprised if the society around you and thought leaders out there talk about how if you understand what critical race theory is, you're overreacting or you're upset about something that isn't really as it is portrayed. This is a common tactic of Marxist ideology. They do something and push towards an extremely divisive, disruptive goal. And then as soon as people start to notice, they use Gramsci's cultural hegemony in order to make you feel like you're the person who's in the wrong. You are not. Please remember, you have to think for yourself. Know what you believe. And hopefully you found this helpful from the Salty Pastor, signing off and God bless.